0: Hello, and welcome to the last episode of the three part special Power Perspectives episode series presented by Esri. While the normal episodes in this stream focus on our host Jason Price chatting with utility guests, Bill Mean and Pat Hull, both directors with Esri, took over our podcast series to chat amongst themselves about the who, what, where, when, and why of GIS as it relates to utilities. In this final episode of the series, Bill and Pat conclude by discussing how GIS information can be captured more effectively, especially moving beyond the notion of just maps, but into the larger and more complex data that can make up the utility sector. And if you've missed episodes one or two of this series, head to the show notes now, wherever you're listening, for links to those episodes so you can get up to speed quick. And thanks again to Esri for driving this series, and we hope our listeners enjoy and learn.
1: Hi, Bill, welcome to the podcast. This is the third in our three-part series series about how to capture information more effectively. Bill, I've heard you address many crowds, and when you start, you frequently ask the audience a question. And that question is, what is the first thing you think of when you hear GIS? What, what, yeah. what do people normally say?
0: The majority of people will say maps. Um, and and actually, that's not a bad answer because I mean, really, it is about maps. I mean, GIS is all about really being able to see things on a map. That's that's so that's so important. That goes back centuries, really. Everybody used maps for years and years and years. But I also like to think of um, the word discovery because it's really about discovering things about the world that you may not be able to see sit uh, in a simple in a simple map and we talked about that in our last podcast this idea of understanding but the thing is in order to do that you need data you need really good data and i also like to think of gis as having both content which is really about the stuff especially if you're talking about utilities and gis it's about wires and transformers and poles and all that kind of stuff but it's also about the context and being able to get that data uh, really really good is is uh, critical and 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 when I think about sometimes we have this notion as a jazz is about you know kind of a making a map and sometimes it takes a long time to get the data uh, and and if the if you're not using up-to-date information making decisions can be really tricky and i I do remember a case that I experienced myself when I was working for the power company somebody decided to go to uh, for for work they went to a uh, a switch, a pad mounted switch, and and they needed to cut, cut a cable clear. I don't remember all the circumstances, but what I do remember is the person went to the wrong switch. And the reason why they went to the wrong switch is because their data was it wasn't that it was wrong. It was just out of date. They they hadn't had time to put in the good information. They went to the wrong cable. Uh, they were supposed to test. They didn't test. They were supposed to put on their protective gear. They didn't put on their protective gear, and they cut into a live cable. Uh, fortunately, the person didn't didn't uh, die. They got, they got a little burned. And having good information and making information available to other people is just so, so important. So I th- I think, you know, p- part of the problem with GIS over the years has been people have thought about GIS as a way to automate the mapping process. In other words, people had paper maps for years and years and years. And the idea would be it takes too long to make these, you know, hand-drawn maps. Let's make it, let's use the computer to make the maps. But at the end of the day, the maps were they looked exactly like the old maps, they were just automated versions of the old maps. They didn't really tell the whole story. So one of the ideas, and I'd like you to, to talk about this, uh, Pat, is that it was kind of like, well, let's create a picture of what's happening in a map, but but not really using the data for, for analytics. Pat, maybe you can talk about this notion of going from a picture to a model.
1: Well, you're right, Bill. If we go into the Wayback Machine, you and I both worked 25 years ago in that process of moving from paper to uh, better paper maps generated by a computer. and The primary goal at that time was to make a nice-looking piece of paper and to make it as quickly as possible. We didn't really pay that much attention to the logical connectivity of all those graphic primitives that were in the computer. And so now as we look at the current needs of the grid and the future grid, we need better understanding of the model. We need to be able to support ADMS and detailed engineering analysis. Just trying to figure out where would be the best place to put energy storage is no simple question. And so what I'm seeing in the industry is that utilities are moving from more simplistic models to create maps to fully connected logical intelligent models that are capable of uh, interoperability with these other systems for system protection, for load flows. When you were telling your story about safety, it reminded me I responded to a similar accident many years ago, a misidentified switch where a, a lineman grounded a hot 34 line because it was the wrong switch. So you can't overlook the importance of having data which is accurate and complete and and up to date, right? The, the time lag that we have seen in the industry, we did a survey a number of years ago um, where we asked utilities, what is the time lag between when a change occurs in the field and when it actually shows up on the maps? And those were all way too long. And as you described, we see the need for People to to reduce that latency in the information, and a lot of people are using mobile tools to help speed up that process. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's the key to this latency problem is is mobility. And uh, e- even companies that have really good um, GISs that have been using GISs for for all kinds of things, even you know for analytics and everything else, sometimes they 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 don't think that, well, I, if I could get the data quicker, it would be better. And, and using uh, the new technology that we have, things we use every day, cell phones and, and uh, a pad. What, what really happens is when you make a change, You know when something happens in the field and you make a change right now, it shows up for everybody so that when even the next shift person comes in on the next shift, they're seeing what can happen. You don't have to make these permanent, you know, real fancy changes, but as long as you let people know. And, and I think about mobility in many of the ways is, is like social media. It's in this, this immediacy aspect to it that that things can happen right away. And it's it, I mean, it can. It can be a matter of life and death. I mean, we, we talked about that with safety issues. People can can get hurt uh, if you don't have good information. The thing is, I find that when things are sort of out of date and you, you're you in the field and you look up at a pole and you see a, on the map, it shows a transformer, but there's no transformer there, it, it, it creates what's, confusion and whenever you have confusion then then you're, you're really running into issues. Uh, we did a story in, in, a, uh, in, in the uh, country of Oman. it's called meDC they they were able to put together a, a really nice mobile uh, implementation it really saved them a lot of time and and things the, the latency just changed uh, dramatically. W- what about you? you? You've had some experience with people using mobility as well, Pat.
1: Well there's there's a lot of use cases and you know in this podcast we're breaking up sharing information getting new insights and capturing that information but really this mobile piece although it's involved in sharing it's really important to think about this in the capabilities that it can deliver to the information you know we talked about reducing the latency but many people are using that around the world to improve the way that that information is gathered and maintained. Just in the last year, we've had discussions with various customers about capturing safety-related information for job sites, for sharing joint use information with telecommunications companies, performing inspections, that's a biggie. The utilities are always doing inspections of equipment. Line clearance, gathering uh, not only pre-trim data, but even post-trim data. Contract work or mutual aid, these are all opportunities that uh, affect data and there's a great opportunity to use mobile tools to capture that data more effectively, eliminate the number of times that it gets handed off. Because every time you have to write it on a piece of paper and put it in an inbox and somebody else has to key punch it, there's opportunities for errors to creep in. Just generally increases the the transparency for everybody, which is what you're talking about with the with the social media aspect. I love that.
0: Yeah. One of the technologies that I think has been transformational is this notion of, of web services. And, and that, re- again, it's, it's what social media has been using for years, right? Web services so that when you something happens over here, you know, I, I think of you know, my little granddaughter is doing a dance uh, and I'm somewhere in another part of the world. I mean, I, I get to see that right away. I don't have to wait. But now with the, with the web services, you can do things immediately. And, and what was what's new today also is this new technology that we put in place called the uh, ArcGIS Utility Network creates a model as you talked about a model of the electric system, the connectivity, but it also uses utilizes web services so that the utility network isn't just confined to the office, it can be published, it can be it can be immediately uh, ac- accessible through a mobile device so you can see the, the same kind of connectivity you have in the office on a mobile device, and that that really can be uh, critical. And I know a, a company in um, Australia, Energy Queensland, they've they've now adopted the whole utility network and in using this notion of web services and being able to collaborate on this data, really creating an immediacy. You must have some examples as well, Pat.
1: Well, Bill, when we're recording this, you and I just came from our user conference in San Diego in July, and uh... I moderated sessions with numerous utilities, large utilities like First Energy and PG&E was there. We've done stories on uh, Vista, Louisville Gas and Electric and Kentucky Utilities, Dubai, ESO in the Baltics. There's about 500 companies around the world that are implementing the technology that you described. It does include this services-based notion and a more detailed model. But maybe the part that I, I like, one of the be- the best features, is the built-in analytics and the ability to to trace out the network and analyze that network as you go to feed the various processes for uh, analytical purposes within the utility you know yeah. when when i think about uh, where things are headed i see in terms of capturing data there is a lot of new information uh, a lot of new data types that are that are coming down the pike there's a lot of the utilities still have a lot of information in CAD files, and the integration between CAD and GIS is almost magical now to be able to bring those two data types together. A lot of people are talking about imagery and how to use that and artificial intelligence uh, to, to gather information and meaningful insights about how to run their operations. LiDAR, 3D, are you hearing people talk about these things?
0: Well, absolutely. And, and, you know, I also hear this term and, uh, called digital twin and I, and I bet if we did a survey and we might do it on a webinar sometime about do people really understand it? And I think what you just described was, uh, was really digital twins creating models, uh, not just of like. You know, we think of digital twin maybe as, as kind of a physical model, like a 3D model of a transmission tower or of a, or of a transformer or something like that. But it's more than that. It's, it's taking information from imagery from, you know, even real-time information, like, you know, we have this thing in the utility business called SCADA, and that's real-time information, or sometimes referred to it as IoT information, of of sensor information, bringing that data in. So a digital twin can be a physical representation, but can be a logical representation, too, and that's really where this interoperability comes in really, really uh, importantly, being able to to get as much information together to create a digital twin, which could even be you know kind of a a augmented reality in effect all of the things that help us to make what ultimately really want to do is to make decisions quickly and effectively so that we can be safe and effective in terms of meeting customer needs and doing what's right for the customer so i think this notion of digital twin and the utility network really go hand in hand with one another
1: they do. All of these things are examples of digital twins. You can't go to Best Buy and check out to buy one digital twin because digital twin is really a, a umbrella term that encapsulates a lot of these things that we're doing to represent the real world. Sometimes that's physical objects, sometimes that is uh, process or the relationships between those things, or even real time behavior to look at. Some historical state in the past, but often to monitor real time performance and see that in a way that's functional for people and transparent. And then I guess the next stage would be to be able to predict and examine what a future state would look like. And GIS is really a foundation for all these technologies because they're so disparate. How do you bring them together? you bring them together around the one thing that they have in common, which is where they are and how they interrelate with each other. Well, I see that we're about out of time. This really wraps up the three-part series on capturing and sharing, and understanding vital utility information needed for the future grid.
0: That's right, Pat. And I'd also like to give a big shout out, of thanks to Energy Central for uh, their help in putting this podcast together. As well as um, Energy Central, it does a great job of promoting all of these kind of technologies. And also, if you're interested in GIS and how GIS can uh, transition your company from sort of a paper-based system to a model system, uh, check out our blogs. Uh, Pat and I do blogs. What every Pat? I don't know. Every every couple of weeks, we'll write a blog about so one of these subjects that we talked about today. So check it out. Check out Energy Central, and we'll see you. Uh, At a conference soon. Thank you.